Hey everyone. Uh, before we get started, I actually want to dedicate this episode to Daniel Martinez. He had a long battle with addiction. Um, he's actually Rudy Martinez, my uh, guest on this episode. He is his brother. Um, he dives into his relationship with his, his brother and uh, everything that Daniel struggled with. Um, but I want to dedicate this episode to Daniel because addiction is a real problem. Um, a lot of people go through it and it causes more pain than people actually know. If you would like to help out, um, he left behind two little boys. So if you'd like to help Rudy and his family out with raising those little boys, um, you can send him a Venmo. Um, the Venmo is at Rudy Martinez, sorry, at Rudy dash Martinez dash 34. Um, that's spelled R U D Y dash M A R T I N E Z dash 34. Um, and I'll link it also in the show notes so you can look out for that. Um, send them two bucks, five bucks, any little bit will help. Um, especially now during the, the holiday season, I'm sure they would, they would love to buy them some pretty extravagant gifts. Um, so again, send them a Venmo. Um, and thanks for listening. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to This Life, a podcast by Mallorca Media. I'm your host, Felix Mallorca. As always, we are at the Local Hub Studios. Uh, Local Hub is a co-working space here in Escondido, California. If you're looking for somewhere to work, if you're looking for somewhere to do homework, if you're looking for somewhere to do a podcast, uh, this is the right place for you. So hit them up uh, on Instagram, find them on Google. Uh, I never remember their website. I think it's localhubsd.com, but just Google them, you know. Um, shout out to our sponsors, Express Yourself and Picnic. Um, anything else? Anything else? Uh, That's it. No. All right. Where are your, who were your sponsors? Uh, sponsors, uh, JG Wentworth, uh, 877 cash now. Yep. Um, if you use my code Rudy 10 and 10% of what you look, get a loan of, uh, will go to me and I need money. Uh, I'm in with some really bad people, so <laughs> use it. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, today, my guest is Rudy. That's me. That's Rudy Martinez. Correct. There you go. Sir. Rudy and Martinez. Sir Rudy Martinez. He's actually knighted. He's, knighted. You've been knighted, right? I've been knighted at least three times. Okay. <laughs> three different countries. Um, and actually in here with us off camera is his wonderful wife, Priscilla. She just waved to us. So hello. I'll probably bring her in for some stuff. And um, my, she's also my publicist. So if anything in here gets a little too edgy, she'll come in and stop this interview immediately. She's taking some notes. So yeah. I'm a little nervous. I'm not going to lie. Um, welcome, dude. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Happy so, to be here. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, my first question is, why did you want to be on the podcast? Well, I thought I, I just thought what you were doing here, Felix, was great on the podcast. I liked a lot of your episodes, and I thought it was just missing something. It just needed that next level, and I thought, hey, Rudy, you're an A-lister in Escondido, so right. if you come on in and you help this guy's business and podcast, just go to number one in Apple Podcasts. Then that's what I'm going. That's what that's I'm your for. good deed for 2020. There you go. Um, you waited this long for the good deed. I huh? waited this long. I'm oh. very last minute, uh, but here I am. So, <laughs> guys, I'll, you know. But seriously, I thought. Uh, I thought. You know. I like I like what you do and how how you talk to people. I thought. You know. So you're worthy of me 
and <laughs> no, but seriously, uh, yeah, I guess I'm just a big fan of what, what you do and how you talk to people. And I think, uh, you're, you're a very good interviewer and it's more like a conversation than an interrogation. Thanks, man. Despite the fact that it looks like there's, there's been several beheadings in this room. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I had a, uh, my friend Corey, he's like, he sat down and he's like, Oh yo, I don't like this. It's like, what? He's like, looks, like I'm about, looks like I'm about to be interrogated. Yeah. I was like, ah, oh, it's, it's for aesthetics, bro. Yeah, it's aesthetics, don't worry about bro. it. <laughs> it's like Middle Eastern chic. <laughs> it's like a winter Isis vibe. Yeah, here. yeah, for sure. Um, so we actually don't know each other. No, we don't. Um, it's, it's crazy to me though, how like comfortable you are right now. Um, I knew of you in high school because you you were part of the group that just like, in my opinion, just didn't really care about high school or like you guys just want to have fun and, and hang out with your friends. Um, I knew some of you guys. Uh, Daniel, shout out to, big shout out to Daniel, Daniel Pablo. Yep. Two yep. first names. Always thought that was so dope. Um, but yeah, it just kind of it kind of seemed like you guys just didn't really. You guys were just hanging out all the time. Yep. Uh, yeah, that's, how that's was school true. for you? Uh, school was, I think, the first. Uh, my first two years of high school were pretty, I guess, normal. I was, uh, I was, not. I guess I, w- I wasn't really part of that non-caring group yet until my junior year of high school, and then so the first two years were, you know, I would, I still kind of didn't care, but it was, uh, I guess, you know, quietly I did care. Yeah. Um, and then junior year, senior year, I definitely just didn't care. Um, <laughs> Oh, but yeah. I, but I did okay. I mean, I did okay though. I wasn't like yeah. a, I wasn't in like I wasn't gonna not graduate. Right. Like towards the end, there was a there was a rumor by started by the counselors that I might not graduate. But um, Damn. no. But uh, I was doing okay. But I definitely I think my junior year, I definitely just like dropped the ball in school and said I'm just gonna act like I don't give a shit about anything. Right. And um, failed a lot of classes. Um, so I had to make up for that senior year. So as much as I didn't care senior year, I just, again, quietly did care because uh, I didn't want to graduate. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, but other than that, I mean, high school was fun. I think uh, it was interesting. It was an, yeah, it was, it was an interesting time. You know, there was a lot of us around. There's a, you know, it was a big group of friends at the time. And, you know, looking back, that was almost 10 years ago now. And how much smaller that group of friends has become, you know, which is I think what happens with everybody. You, you, you leave school with this giant crowd and now it's then there's like three of you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think. Yeah, but yeah, I think it is interesting that you and I have kind of always known of each other and uh, been around, ran around in the same circles, and now here we are officially meeting for the first time. Good to meet you, man. Yeah, great. And I'm sure it is, but. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what I meant by didn't care, I just feel like you guys, I was always a person that was like, what, what will people think about me? Yeah. You know, what, I'm, I'm a football player, like I have to, you know, I have to be, which looking back now, I'm like, dude, yeah, you're in high school. ASB was, is not a career. You're not, you're not getting a scholarship in football or volleyball. You're five, six Mexican dude. Like you're, I'm not five, six. I'm like five, 10 on a good day. He's six feet ladies. Yeah. Trust me. <laughs> uh, anyway. Yeah. I just, I, I always cared. And I always saw groups like that where you guys would always just mess around and stuff. And then I, yeah. I had uh, Maria and Daniel in one of my, um, Spanish classes. Okay, and I was like, dude, Daniel's so funny, and he's yeah. just like, he was, he's so smart. He's kind of like an artistic dude, mm-hmm. artistic. Um, <laughs> but he was just kind of like chilling, and I was like, man, I was just this like depressed, like tense kid, yeah. like what yeah. am I doing, you know? Um, yeah. so seeing that, I was always like, man, I, I wish I didn't care. Um, but you actually, you hit me up. <laughs> 
and you were like, dude, love what you do. I was like, thanks, man. I was a little, you know, a little out of it, a little tired. I was definitely out of it. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, love to be on the podcast. If sometime. Felix was out of it, then I was off. I was off of it. <laughs> Sorry. I'm going to put my money on here. No, it's um, Jeez, man. Yeah, I know, right? Was that my, what I'm getting paid at yeah. the end of this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. So anyway, <laughs> this is the goal. Babe, you might get lunch today. <laughs> That's so bad. That's so bad. Um, what happened what happened after high school i knew i knew the the i knew of the high school rudy um but i'm always like people always kind of pop up and i'm like dude oh damn i remember this guy yeah you know so what tell me about kind of your life leading up to now uh so after high school i essentially i uh i was working uh at a 7-eleven so nice that was fun um and did you ever get robbed i did i was robbed at gunpoint no way yeah how was that uh well he the guy didn't enjoy me um he what the guy didn't enjoy that i was kind of being a sarcastic asshole at the time <laughs> uh but but again i think that that was kind of uh, goes back to like high school like whereas i i guess we didn't care but like it was care. just i think a lot of time my sarcasm came out of probably something deeper and more meaningful That's what but we yeah. but um yeah so no but it, i mean at the end of the day it, it was pretty uh, surprising and frightening yeah. you know uh and so that wasn't great. Um, and, and then, yeah, yeah that, 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 that story worked out where I was robbed a few times, actually. I was only there for one of them. Or I was there for two of them, but I was in the back the second time it happened. And then, you know, I came out there and then the, my coworker was like, I ran the alarm. How come you didn't come out here? And, and I just, you know, I had my headphones in. So, you know, <laughs> oh my I'm, God. you know, it's, it's probably, it's why you're not allowed to wear headphones at work, guys. Yeah, maybe. But, so I could have come out to a crime scene. Damn. But yeah, I mean, so that, you know, that was fun. And then, so I was kind of overworking there, like a dead end job, you know, yeah. but I was young, so I didn't think I was, my life was over. So I tried going back to school. I did the whole Palomar thing. Um, and it was just not for me. College is, I think school in general just wasn't for me. Um, right. I, some people, I, I know like I had friends that said they did, they, they loved, they enjoyed learning and some people were just or some people are just good at school. I think just good at the work, good at tests and you know, and where are they now guys? Here I am on a podcast. So, but he made it. I don't yeah, know. About you guys. So I don't know about you guys, <laughs> but no, yes, yeah, so I, I, I tried Palomar and it just, yeah, I just, I couldn't do it. I think in high school, you know, you're kind of held accountable. The teachers are like trying to get you to do it decent enough to get out of there for, right. you know, for numbers and all that. It's a scam. It's a scam. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> Yeah, and then whereas in college you pay your money and they they don't even know your first name. Nope. So it, and and for me, I think that was like like you know like the one the one day I didn't show up to school and then I walked into class expecting to be like, oh, where were you, Mr. Martinez? And I just sat down and the guy didn't even look look me in the eye and I was like, wow, yeah, I'm a legend. I'm an, I'm a mortal. I can yeah. do whatever I want. <laughs> exactly. So <laughs> no, but I think yeah, I just I just I didn't have the drive for it and uh, you know and so it, it just it was it, I stopped going uh, and I kept working. How long did you go for? I went probably for like three months, two oh, or three months. Dang. It right. doesn't mean I was doing very good. I, <laughs> I was just going Yeah. Um, to say I was, in, I was a college student, yeah. community college student. Uh, I, think, I think a lot of people do that. And, yeah. and you said before, sorry, before you keep going, you said I did the whole Palomar thing because for those of you that aren't really, don't live in Escondido, didn't really grow up in Escondido, that's what you do is you go to high school, you didn't get into college, oh, I'll just go to Palomar. And it's like, I'll just go to Palomar yeah. where I think, honestly, I had professors in Cal State San Marcos that taught at Palomar. Yeah. So I think it's a, it's a great thing. But some people look at that as just like, 
Well, that's what's going to make me successful, I guess. Yeah. Where it's not really like you have friends that said, oh, I love learning. Or I I really want to go to, I want that college experience. Or I want to move on. Some people just do the Palomar thing. And we have so many of those people that think that that's the route they have to go to. Yeah. And it's like, no. Yeah, definitely. Yes. I mean, and I did have a few friends that went, that did go to actual college, like not actual, but they went to universities. They went, you know, to Cal, you know, California colleges or universities and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, they graduated and. You know, they, most of them, I think most of them have done pretty well for themselves. You know, right. I, I find just for me, and I think a lot of people find too, like a lot, a lot of the people that went to college, you know, it's the big joke and you, you leave school and you're doing what you didn't even go to school for. Um, yeah. So, me? yeah. So, yeah. um, I, and I think I saw that and then I, I had an uncle too, who, who went to school and he went to school for something completely different, ended up becoming a, a deputy sheriff, Damn. which you don't need a college degree for. You can just apply. Right. You just need to be 18. Right. And you can, you know, you can hold a gun. Um, well, <laughs> that's a different subject. So, but yes. <laughs> Shout out to your uncle. We're getting deep. No, but, you know, but he's a, he works in the jail, so he's not, you know, he's not out in the streets committing crimes, probably. But, uh, but yeah, so I think just with that and then just seeing a lot of my friends coming out of school and either not, they don't know what to do or they're getting jobs and in doing things that you probably didn't have to go to school for. I think, right. you know, I think a degree does help, does help. And I think it's, if you can do it, then congratulations. I couldn't do it. So, you know, it's not, it's not like I'm bragging, like I'm yeah. better than anybody. Right. I, I just, I was not, I was never going to be able to do school. Just, right. just didn't have the focus or drive to do it. But I think the combination of seeing that and, you know, with my uncle, just, I just realized like, yeah, I'm just not a college guy. Um, so I just kept working and I would, you know, I, uh, I stuck, I stuck around at Seven Eleven for like two and a half years. I, my uncle got me a job at one of his companies. I was there for about a year. And then I went to, uh, I was working in a warehouse for like three and a half years. I was like, I became a warehouse manager. So, you know, I made it. Nice. And <laughs> <laughs> I made it. And then, and then from there I had, I went, you know, I had a couple, I had a, I had a, you know, I went from another job for about a year and then I, now I'm at my current job for a year and a, that I've been here at a year and a half now. And, uh, it's, I'm in like a supply chain accounting position and I really like it. It's, it's easy. And, um, I get paid decently well and, uh, you know, I make a little more than people that I know that went to college and are paying off student debt. Yeah. Um, yep. but yeah, but I mean, you know, I, I worked for, you know, eight or nine years to get there, but I mean, I'm, you know, I'm pretty young guys. I'm, I'm 27. So I think I'm in a good, it's a good company and there's, there's a, there is like a future there somewhat. So for now, I think it's a good, it's a good thing to do. So I mean, mainly after high school, I was just, I was just working, working and, um, drinking excessively. Mm. And so you were doing the college thing. Yeah. yeah. College thing. <laughs> exactly. Basically. Isn't that what you guys do? Just drink. <laughs> well, yeah, so, I didn't, but yeah. <laughs> well, that's your fault. <laughs> <laughs> I also went to Cal State San Marcos. So I was like still oh, living okay. at home and yeah. like, kind of doing the commuter thing. Yeah. We go to players when we were 21 and then perfect in a month I was like, Oh, this is, this is awful. Yeah. dude. No. Yeah. I had my wild nights though. Um, but what's, what's crazy is that I'm kind of, I always look for parallels in, in my life. Whenever I'm having a, a conversation with someone, I'm like, okay, well this person didn't go to college. Um, and I've, I've met people who are like, you didn't go to college. Yeah. Okay. And I'm just like, that doesn't matter. While I, while I was going to college and playing it safe, you were getting robbed at gunpoint. That's right. You were, I mean, not wild, but like at the same kind of no, stages every, in our lives. Every, at least once a week while Felix was in college, I was being robbed at gunpoint. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I was could, out studying and stuff, so, and you were just like, yeah, so gun point, in your face. point a gun at me, guys. And yeah. it's, I'm just, it's, I'm immune to it now. 
<laughs> anyway, um, oh man, I just lost my train of thought. No, 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 I got it, I got it. Yeah, it's it's crazy these parallels of like, I had a friend come back one time from the army, and he was like, that was a waste of four years. Yeah, and then I've had other people go to the military, and they're like. I loved every second of it and now I'm a cop or now I'm, mm-hmm. you know, or now I work behind a desk in the military and I absolutely love it. Yeah. Uh, we get caught up in these kind of, this is what I have to do. And this is what, damn, I should have gone to college. Damn. I should have. Um, whereas you, I mean, you can still go back if you f- find something better in within your company. Um, there's no real, real, real game plan. But um, something I thought about this morning, I, I watched the video and maybe I'll post it if I can find it again. But I watched the video of, two dudes on Omegle and one of them is just this, like he's got this lion mane and like colored eye, like good looking dude. And there's another dude just sitting on, on the laptop and he's like, damn bro, you're the hottest guy I've ever seen. And, um, the guy was like, thank you, bro. I appreciate it. And like the caption was something like, it was a funny video and someone was like, Oh, we need to normalize this. And I was like, all right, cool. But then I thought about it. I was like, dude, I guess my friends up all the time. I'm like, dude, you look good. What's up? Yeah. Dope ass shoes. And then I thought about, this is how my brain works. And then I thought about like, what actually like makes you a man? Like, when did I tell myself, oh, I'm a man now? You know what I mean? So I'm going to ask you that question. When did you, with all these life experiences, you know, after you got like robbed at gunpoint every single day yeah. of your life, um, when did you like think, oh, I'm a man now? Was there ever a time? Was it when you got married? Was it... Um. That's a weird question, yeah. I know, but I, I, don't, I don't. I just. I don't think it's happened yet. Honestly, really? I. You know, like uh, I'm not a. Uh, I'm not a tough guy, or like you know, I don't have any like machismo or anything like that. Yeah. Something like that. You know, I, I've always. Um, I don't know. I guess. I guess uh, a few years ago, when my when my uh, younger brother had his first son, um, and you know, my brother was you know he. Would, you know, we'll probably get into it, but he was, uh, my brother struggled with, with drugs and stuff like that, you know, all his, you know, for like, for years, for years, you know, right. up until, you know, recently when he passed, but, um, and so he, and you know, the, my nephew's mom was kind of just not in a good spot in her life either. And they just, you know, my mom and I, and my sisters were kind of caring for this new baby. And, um, I don't know. And then him and my, like my nephew and I to this day, we're super close and I consider him, you know, my own child to a point i think i think when i think of what maybe not that that made me a man but i think when i think of probably the more i guess the more mature thing to do because i mean i think when you know saying i'm a man like it's like why what does that mean exactly you know, there's, there's plenty of men out there and, exactly you know they ain't shit yeah. like <laughs> right but they say know, their shit but they, yeah they say their shit because you know but like i i think that's what i'm most proud of i guess of myself is stepping up and helping him and to this day you know he stays with me you know throughout the week and I help care for him, you know, and, and his brother. Um, and so I, I think if, if something was going to make me a man, I guess it'd be, it would be stepping up and helping my mom and my family with that. And, right. uh, that's, I guess that's something I think about a lot. Um, you know, it may, not many people maybe would do that. Maybe not to the extent that I think I've done it. Um, mm. uh, but yeah, I guess that's what would, I would consider, but not, not, not a manly thing to do, but I just, uh, something that I did that I'm, that I've done and I continue to do that I, I'm very proud of. And right. I consider so I consider it, if I if I look back and someone's like, oh, what are you proud of doing? I think that's probably probably at the top of my, near the top of my list, if not the top. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess, yeah, but calling me, when was I a man? I don't know. That term just, 
it's weird. It's just weird. It's right? like, why? Like, okay, what? Well, and then you ask a woman, like, well, so when did you know you were a woman? <laughs> exactly. Like, uh, you know, She's like, I'm not. Like, I knew, oh. I, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, right? It's like, oh, look, sorry, 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 bro, or sis, I don't know, you know? But yeah, yeah, it's, it, yeah, it's, I guess it's, yeah, this is the whole manliness thing. But I think that, I think that, um, I think that's an issue with guys, our yeah. age especially. Uh-huh. Um, you 100%. Know, you have to be a man and it be a man, you know, you can't cry, you can't yeah. watch the notebook three times a week like <laughs> not that i heard that or anything but yeah i'm not a big notebook guy but yeah I've, I've, i'm leaving <laughs> <laughs> i was thinking about um and we'll get into that too the, yeah. the movie thing but i was i was thinking about that because i saw another thing i saw was harry styles uh he was on the cover of you know harry, you know this yeah. guy harry styles i love him um yeah he's a he's a dime but um i he was on a cover of of some magazine and he was wearing a dress and, oh, people, yeah. and people were like oh my god I, for my first thing was why is he wearing a dress yeah like, you know i i've never woken up with the inclination of being like i'm gonna try on a skirt today you will you know <laughs> <laughs> maybe i will one day but um i was just kind of like huh that's weird and then i moved on with my day yeah. but then people were having all this conversation like yeah oh it's the end of america you know the the people on the far right and the people on the far left were like yeah you challenge yeah. norms and i'm like yeah. um he just wore a dress he, that's exactly. how i saw it like, he just wore a dress just, I, it's cool dude yeah congrats and you look good in one yeah. I, I i thought that i wouldn't wear one i just i wouldn't look good in it so i'm not gonna ruin dresses like that for america <laughs> you never know man that might be the what we need to heal this divide yeah. is, that is might be what makes dress. me a man when i wear the dress actually that might be the moment ne- when i come back next time um if you can get me you know uh i'm very busy yeah. but uh and you ask me that again i'll say I, I wore a dress and that's when i knew i was a man you won't say anything just unzip this just long unzip it. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna come in in the, in the dress and i just don't i don't want you want you to comment on it i'm just gonna be wearing it <laughs> that's another thing should i comment if i see a guy in a dress am i gonna be like cool dress or you just say you're so brave ignore yeah or you're so brave or you know yeah i don't know i'm confused about <clears throat> times now man yeah he knows what i mean i'll probably be canceled after this but <laughs> That's fine, guys. See, I thought about that too, where I'm like, what am I going to say when I'm, when I get canceled? If I get canceled, yeah. Which I don't think I'm. I mean, by no means am I popular enough. But I'm like, is someone gonna? Well, obviously you are. (laughs) But uh, is someone gonna be like, oh, you said this on your thing? You know, yeah. Like, I'm never gonna be able to run for office, and that's fine. Yeah. And even if I do, I'm gonna own up to this stuff. Yo, remember when I said this? Like, Mm -hmm. like Arnold. um, Yeah. Do you ever watch? Pumping Iron. Did you ever watch that one? I've seen it, yeah. Yeah, and he's talking about like how working out is better than coming. Mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, why didn't his opposition ever bring that up? Like, yo, this is the guy, you know, is he going to treat government like coming? Like, yeah, you know, like, something like Missed opportunity, man. Yeah, Jeez. Who's... And he was there for what, two terms or something? And he was there for a long time. I'm like, dude, that's yeah. crazy. But yeah. Um, yeah, well, let's let's go ahead and take a break. Uh, I got to take a tinky. But um, we're going to come back and I want to talk about movies with you. Perfect. Love right. to. Boho, Chic, other fun stuff. Picnicked by Anna Lee. I'm going to show you this real quick, Rudy. Um, this is a perfect date night, a perfect uh, birthday celebration thing. Um, Picnicked is a picnicking business by friend of the podcast, Anna Lee. She shows up, sets up this extravagant picnic. Um and you can even do a photo shoot there, which is pretty dope. Uh, spice up that gram. What do you think? Would you ever do that for your your lady? Uh, yeah, I would love to. If she would behave, uh, I would absolutely reach out and do this. So, th- yeah. Unfortunately, that- she's 
a monster and just <laughs> actually will not get this. <laughs> so Priscilla, we actually have Priscilla here in the uh, in the studio. I want you to look at these real quick. Just just come over. Um, this is amazing. I think it's amazing. I actually never heard of this. I guess it's big in San Diego, but what Annalie does is she picks a spot or you pick a spot. For example, Sunset Cliffs. Um, that's a, a big one. Oh, dude. She's like, she's like, I better be good. Um, so if you decide to do it, Rudy, if she's, if she ends up being good, um, and you use code this life, you get 10% off of your picnic. Um, so yeah, hit her up. We're doing it. They're doing it. Well, uh, the money I'm making from this podcast will definitely do it. I'm getting paid, right? (laughs) This is a paid gig. Yeah, the beer right there. So uh, their Instagram is at picnic, P-I-C-N-I-C-K-E-D underscore. Uh, code this life gets you 10% off. Back to the show. So people have said that you're a major cinephile. I think that's what it's called, right? Cinephile. Yeah, that's what I've been labeled. You love. Among you love, other things. You love, <laughs> you love movies. Other files. Um, <laughs> what's this obsession about movies about? Uh, I, it just it started, it started when I was young. Um, <laughs> Dude, you're killing me. I'm not uh, even drunk, dude. You're fucking killing me. Um, right, go for it. Yeah, no, when I was young, uh, I was, uh, I guess, yeah, I was kind of a shy kid when I was little. I was very, uh, I was definitely not a daredevil. Um, you know, my brother and I, we were like kind of polar opposites in that. My brother was very outdoorsy and was jumping off of roofs and skateboarding. You know, back, yeah, skateboarding and doing backflips off of stuff and, you know, oh, excuse me. Um, and I was more of a, you know, I was indoors and on the computer watching TV and, uh, I remember I, we had an uncle that lived with us and oh, excuse me again, Pacifico, Goddamn. Pacifico guys, uh, sponsor of the show. Um, no, yeah, I was, I had an uncle that lived with us and he watched a lot of movies. Uh, and he, you know, I just, for some reason when I, I would watch them with him and I'd be inside and, uh, it, I don't know, something like something just clicked to me when I watched them. I think just the imagination, cause I think I was in a, I was a pretty creative kid and I had a big imagination and I liked, you know, I liked, you know, telling stories, I guess. Right. Um, and so when I'd see these stories on, on a screen and like, you know, sometimes there were things that I was obsessed with and, you know, growing up, you can see him watching movies like, I, you know, he, my uncle was showing me a lot of movies that probably should have been watching at five or six, like <laughs> predator and alien and <laughs> yeah, like Pulp Fiction and stuff. Right. And, uh, so that kind of scarred me, yeah. <laughs> um, which is why I'm drinking to, during this podcast, but <laughs> to forget, I drink to forget, I drink to forget. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, you know, and then I think, uh, I think really what, what, started it was when i saw jurassic park when i was a kid really so, that was the movie yeah because i as a kid i was obsessed with dinosaurs uh-huh. like i had like a million dinosaur toys and i could name them all and uh yeah and i saw jurassic park for the first time uh and yeah i remember just like it like it destroyed me the, but, <laughs> the first one or the, the first one okay the first one yeah as, i mean it had already been out because i was born 93 and the movie came yeah. out in 93 so like I, I was probably like four or five when i saw it like i remember like seeing it and then I remember seeing like the sequels in theaters and yeah, I think just like to this day, like those movies have always been my favorites, but I think, yeah, but, um, but since, yeah, since like, since I was a kid, it's just been this obsession of mine and like, um, like remembering actors' names and names of directors and like, really? writers, like just stuff like, yeah, I mean, like you ask my wife, she could, you know, if she's, she's annoyed, I, you know, we'll watch something and I'm, I'm just like naming, you know, a fun fact. Yeah. I'm yeah. like that. I'm like that pain in the ass, you know? Uh, yeah. Honestly, Did you know? Did yeah. you know? <laughs> I am too. I am too. You, you didn't know Top Gun was filmed <laughs> yeah. in San Diego. Yeah. Little known fact, no one knows about it. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't um, know that? You didn't know that? 
yeah, dude. I'm, I'm like, or I'm like, dude, that guy actually played blah blah blah. Yeah. And did you know that this director actually? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I love that, that. That's how I am. So yeah, I'm, I'm, it's just been yeah, like that's like the only information I can retain, basically, is movie facts. Um, you know, which sucks for everything else. Yeah. I what, suck at everything else. Who do you think is the best like director? Uh, I think my favorite is probably you know Spielberg. Easy. I think he just made the most, like he's made more the, a majority of some of my favorite movies. Right. Um, but I'm also like, like David Fincher is a really good one. I love him. Doesn't he make, he makes those weird movies. He makes like seven gone girl, yeah. like curious case of Benjamin button. Like he makes them, they're yeah. pretty dark. Um, which is why I drink, yeah. uh, <laughs> no. just cause you're white. That guy was young and then he was old. And yeah. I can't do it. Why is he aging backwards? Give, give me a shot. Dude. But uh, my favorite uh, line in that movie was when he goes, I'm seven. But I look a lot older. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. I was I was like, I remember in like middle school, I was like, nah. <laughs> I looked around and I was like, oh, oh just me, huh? Okay. Just yeah. me. <laughs> just, sorry, guys. Yeah. But it's crazy, though, how that lady slept with that baby in a way. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Yeah. That's, so. you know, it's problematic today. <laughs> I'm surprised that hasn't been brought up. Why hasn't Benjamin Button been canceled yet? Cancel guys? Benjamin Button. If you guys are going to be canceling things, then come on. It's disgusting. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about Star Wars? I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I love Star Wars. Uh, that was yeah, another thing, you know, I was a kid when I saw it, so I think it just stuck in me, and then, among other things. <laughs> That's why I drink. <laughs> no! <sighs> anyway! <laughs> but, um, was that, was that funny? Is my... <laughs> That's good. Was, I, I feel like people are going to be like, what? <laughs> you know? Is my rape story funny, too? <laughs> Anyway, just kidding, guys. Just kidding, guys. Nothing happened to me as a kid. Uh, so, do you buy DVDs still and Blu-rays and stuff? Uh, yes, we have. A, really? I, have I have a few. I have a few. A few hundred. A few hundred. Is it out of control, Priscilla? Yes. Yeah. Out of shelf. Really? Yeah. One shelf. For now, no. I've I've stopped recently. <laughs> do you think that dates back to like some sort of wanting to be out of when? Because I'm the same way. Like I'm a hundred percent. When you were like. I have this obsession about uh, movies. Yeah, I was the kind of a quiet kid when I was younger, and I, I was like, dude, what if dinosaurs were walking around right now? Yeah. And then I would find myself like in kindergarten, just being like, and like <laughs> looking around, like, yeah. where would the dinosaur come in, or where would, yeah. or like, I wish I had a fucking lightsaber. You know, right? I was like, as like a little boy, um, and it was always because I just didn't, I wasn't interested in school, I was not interested in people. Yeah, I was I had a lot of anxiety as a child. So that was like my happy place where I'd like I'd be like, dude, I'd be uh, on the swings and like acting like I was on like a pod racer. Oh, yeah. 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 Right. From Yeah. From uh, episode like, one. Yeah. Because it came out pretty much. Yeah. I was six when it came out. So you, yeah. you were I was in kindergarten. I two. Two. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was. Uh, yeah, I was in kindergarten. Yeah. And I was just like, dude, I'm on a freaking pod racer. Right yeah. Now. And um, even now I'm like my brain is so weird and wired in such a cinematic way where, I mean, obviously it works with what I do now, yeah. but um, yeah, that was kind of my way of just kind of escaping like people. Yeah. Absolutely. I remember even being, I was a cynic when I was a kid. I was like, why would you say that? I remember I hate when people say cha 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 in between <laughs> happy birthday. Oh yeah. Yeah. Ever since I was a kid. Like I remember my, the first time I heard that this girl, I don't remember her name, but she had curly hair and she was really loud and annoying. And I was like, why are you saying that? And I was in kindergarten. <laughs> like, dude, who was, everyone's just like, happy birthday to, you know, that, which is a, it's a basic song. Yeah. And then I looked at that girl and I was like, 
stop you ruined it no one no one's asking you to do cha-cha-chas like right. what, are, you're not putting a spin on it it's, it's happy birthday stop <laughs> so and that was going through my head when i was a kid yeah so then i kind of escaped with all that like fantasy crap yeah. um was that was was that i'd say similar yeah for you? i've always been kind of a uh yeah i guess people would call me people may have called me an asshole in, in the past <laughs> i'm just yeah i'm very uh i speak what's on my mind a lot and it usually doesn't always work, you know, to the way I think it is. But yeah, I was I was always something that commented on things that I if I didn't agree or understand or get it, I was just like, same dude. I was just like, why? Like, what? Why are you doing that? And and you're wrong for doing things like that. When were you born? Ninety three. What month? May. So I'm a Gemini. May twenty fifth. Okay. Gemini, I guess. Right, babe. I told him that he's a Gemini. <laughs> he's like, what? Okay, cool. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> Excuse um, me, but yeah, yeah, because. What I've heard is like Sagittarius, which is me, we're like good and like loyal and all that stuff. But then we're also the type of people that like say, oh, I'm sorry that you're crying for something that I said because you were wrong. Yeah. Which. Wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, oh, you were wrong. That sucks. And that's why you're upset. So <laughs> I was recently called also a sociopath. Wow. No. And that explains the brick wall, the stone wall in here. Oh, yeah. You guys are dying. Yeah. So I figured that. No, but I, I thought about it, too. And. I was like, now I'm questioning everything. Because this was told to me like last last uh, weekend. Mm -hmm. And I was at a wedding, a safe, COVID safe wedding. Um, and I saw someone and I was like, yo. And like I did some like inside joke. And my friend was like, dude, you're a sociopath. And I was like, what do you mean? And, I was, and she's like, you like do things to like, and I was like, I'm, it's called being friendly. She's like, no, you do things to like, to um, cater to like, other people just to do them and i was like no i'm friendly and then <laughs> dude, the whole wedding i was like i would have an interaction be like yo oh my god I'm a sociopath and then i started thinking about my life where i'm like i have conversations with people and you were saying like oh you're a good interviewer like you obviously we're having a conversation now yeah and then i'm like am i doing this like do i care about this like, <laughs> so i just had this existential and i've always been like that yeah and like the one way to not think about that was watching movies yeah so I mean, you were saying you're an asshole. Like, is that what you're kind of trying to escape by watching movies or my own asshole? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> no, uh, I, no, I think just, um, yeah, I think, uh, I just, I, I'm, I have very little patience with people in general. Uh, yeah. and you know, and I'm, but I also understand too, that a lot of times, most of the time it's not anyone else's fault why I'm so easily irritated or angered or annoyed by what things, you know, why things, why other, what, why people do other things right. um and just because i don't understand them doesn't mean that they're wrong even though you're wrong but it's <laughs> <laughs> same but um but yeah I, I think just you know and i just i growing up you know when i was younger i was very yeah i was very isolated not isolated but i just liked being to myself i liked being alone i'm comfortable alone and just sitting on my ass and watching a movie yeah and, and movies are like kind of like an escape from whatever is annoying me i guess mm -hmm. um yeah but i mean it's just you know and it, so, you know, I was just, I would spend summers from, you know, during school, like just at home watching TV while other kids were out playing and farting around. And I was just in my room watching, watching TV movies. all day, watching movies, you know? And oh yeah. so, yeah, I was, you know, I was labeled, you know, I was like the hermit in the family. Cause you know, we'd have like family parties and I'd just be upstairs. Like I'd be like at my dad's house upstairs watching movies in the, like in the room, like, and people are downstairs, you know, when they're 
drunken antics and i'm just yeah. like if i was a kid so you know I if someone's trying to join they can come up and join yeah like join this join this party yeah but exactly no but yeah so i think it's just i've just it's i've always felt more comfortable like just in a theater watching a movie or in my room watching a movie like that's honestly what makes me like besides my wife love you oh. um <laughs> it just it's but watching movies is really what makes me happy like it genuinely brings me joy and happiness like it even if it's a bad movie like i'm just like yeah. i just love not like not giving a shit for like 90 minutes to two hours and just watching something and Damn. Uh, escaping yeah like it like it, i'm happy after is that like an addiction you think probably do you have an addiction addictive personality uh i i might i think uh i you know i might you know can you have we have oh. more of these <laughs> <laughs> no uh i think no i, I don't think I, I don't think i do but but I, but I guess most addicts don't think they're addicts either. So That's true. How would I know? We're getting into it. Now. <laughs> what is a what has? Because you said you were kind of impatient with people. What has being married taught you? Um, that nothing really. Honestly, I, I need to change. I really need to change, babe. I'm sorry. Take me back, babe. No, <laughs> but no. I, it's no. I mean, it's definitely taught me that that you know I've committed my life with her. Uh, and that means that, you know, when you're, I think with, when you're, I think with any relationship, there's, you know, there's give and take and, um, you have to understand, I think both people have to understand that there's things about you that are, you know, sometimes have to change. You know, I know everybody always, always, you know, a common thing is like, oh, you shouldn't let, you shouldn't be with someone that wants to change you. But I think there's definitely traits when, when we're alone and like when we're single and alone that, um, that won't, that you, that don't, don't work in a relationship. You can't. I can't just, you know, tell her leave because I want to watch a movie by myself for right. six hours. You know, that's that's it doesn't work. You know, yeah. and um, so you know, and, and my impatience and because I have little patience, people. You know, most of the time it's I'm I am incorrect, even though I believe I'm not. <laughs> but I mean, like I I just I have I'm very short tempered and and you know like things like being late. Like when people are late to shit, like it it that's like like I'm ready to destroy their family Damn. like <laughs> dude i was late to this thing i was putting all this stuff up felix he's call, like felix call your parents <laughs> call your parents felix mom <laughs> uh you guys are dead <laughs> mom leave this leave the country mom <laughs> leave it no but no but yeah, yeah like because like, okay like so tying into movies so like i've i used to um you know when the world was open still yeah when Damn. theaters when theaters were open still rest in peace i miss that dude so do i but so i would go i would you know i would um I would kind of organize these, you know, a bunch of my friends at school, you know, because my friends would, you know, they they, they, watch, they watch movies sometimes. They're, they're rookies, but they watch yeah. them. But so we'd all go to the movies, right? And I, I, you know, I, I would get all the tickets because I was like, I was like on top of like when the tickets for like big movies are releasing, because you know, so I don't want to get, I want to get good seats, so I'd get them. And then okay, well let's, let's sorry, let's all meet at the movies, and you know, I'm there like ten minutes before. Yeah. 15 10 minutes before and i have friends showing up like during the previews like as oh. the credits and i'm just like and i'm just like in my i'm like in my seat or i'm and i'm like i'm like i feel the heat like i'm getting a little sweaty <laughs> up here and i'm just like i i'm like i'm going to bash their head in like the disrespect right now to this the disrespect and to like, the director, I, like dude. to the direct like you guys you know how long how many months these people slaved you know to to bring you this 90 minutes of joy yep. and, but yeah, just like things like that. And so, yeah, I, I, um, you know, with my friends, it's one thing, you know, fuck them. But, you know, <laughs> but with my wife, you know, I had to, <laughs> but with my wife, I, I, you know, but I have to, you know, when your relationship, you have to understand like those traits, you know, just because that's how you've been your whole life doesn't mean, it doesn't, it doesn't give you an excuse to be, to be the way for the rest of your life. Yeah. Um, so when you're with someone, um, you have to 
you know, you have to figure out what works and what doesn't. And it, it's not fair to her for me to be pissed off because she's five minutes late or a couple minutes late, running late, you know, but hurry up. Babe. But <laughs> she hasn't. And Are you punctual too? Let's go to a point. There you go. <laughs> She's gotten better. I'm yeah, like I'm a very punctual person, and and being late is yeah, like my it's probably my number one pet peeve. People that are like like if like we're running late to something, like I'm like stressed. Yeah. And like like I want to be at the party when no one's even there yet. The DJ hasn't even shown up. The music's not even on. There isn't even beer there. But if they say <laughs> seven o'clock, I need to be there at six fifty-five. Like and Dude. and you know and, you're, you're Mexican, right? Yeah. Dude, that so that must be rough. For you, that's a hundred percent rough. Because they say seven doesn't start till eight thirty. Yeah, if and, that, yeah. maybe nine. <laughs> yeah, and you know if, and that's why I'll tell my friends like if something has, if something's like at seven, like at nine o'clock, I'm like, oh yeah, it starts at it starts at eight thirty, guys, or eight o'clock. Yeah, and then they'll be there by ten maybe. But you know if I don't tell them that, they'll be there at midnight. Yeah, um, that's true. And it's just something that I just you know again I can't. It's like when like, you can't control what people do. Yeah. But in my head, I'm like, you guys are just not correct at all with what you're doing in your life. You're like, what went wrong? What went so wrong in your life that you feel the need to be late to everything? Like, what happened? So when you guys started dating, was that like a, a thing? Um, she just said she's punctual, but I know that's I, always hard for me. Yeah, I think I think it's it was kind of a thing. Um, not it wasn't. She she was never bad. She was never like um, she was always pretty good there was you know there's time i think i just i'm very like because i like for me like i'm a guy so i can i can wake up at if i have to be somewhere at 10 o'clock in the morning I can, i'll wake up at 9 30 and i'm ready to go and like, yeah. i'm ready in 10 minutes you know yeah. smelling that gas or not yeah i'm ready to go <laughs> and so. you know for her she has to get up four hours earlier and you know to put you know her face on and, right. and um literally yeah. put her face on she's an android but <laughs> i ordered her i ordered her mail order bride yeah mail order bride yeah, she came time. in you know, came in clutch. Nice. Um, but no, but yeah, so I, I think, uh, yeah, it, it was never a big issue with her, but it, I've definitely had to learn, like, you know, it takes her time to get ready. And just because we're not going to be there 10 minutes before, doesn't mean like the world's going to end. So I have to learn, like, it's not just because I want to be there 10 minutes early. doesn't mean we, it's an, there's no issue if we're not there. Like if I'm late to something, I'm, the world is not going to end. Yeah. Even though it is, yeah. but <laughs> but <laughs> so I've, I've had to learn to, I've had to learn to you know temper that and and you know I'm not I'm still working on it it's still an issue so yeah. I you know but like literally so what like what I do now like if she's getting ready I'll just sit there and start watching something on TV and like I kind of like I'm gone like you I'm not paying it I'm just yeah. escape that so like and then and then when she's like oh like I'm almost ready then I'm like oh what time is it I'm like oh fucking it. and then yeah. you know but, the, but you know I'm but, back. yeah like god damn it but <laughs> but yeah so that I think that's that's something that I worked on, but yeah, I th like I said, I think I think when you're in a relationship, you have to understand there's just there's certain things about you when you're single that you just can't continue doing if you want it to work. Sometimes, I think yeah. you know, and I think it's certain things, not big. Like you can't change who you are. You can't change who you are in your core for someone, right? Um, because then then it's not you that they're dating. They're dating some Frankenstein monster that you know you're trying to be Android. Android. That's, yeah. well, that's why I got her because I know I can't change. I'm I'm terrible and I will never change. So why bother? I'll build. Uh, her. I'll just build her. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, but, that's that's hard when you're an adult. Um, yeah. I I find it that I nitpick, at least up to now. I'm getting a little better at it, but I feel like your brain works like mine because I'm just like wired a certain way. Like for me, a huge pet peeve is the way people eat. If someone is like, <sighs> yeah, if dude, I. I started dating a girl uh, a while back and she was just like the way she ate. I was like, you know, and kind of the chips, the chips thing. 
Hey guys, when you eat chips, and this is the right way to do it. There is a right way to do it. You close you close your lips so the sound doesn't travel. Because if you go, <laughs> you're ruining everyone else's time right. People, at the movies, dude. Oh. That's the way, you know when it gets quiet in between like a scene or something or yeah. like after a preview and you hear some old lady going. <laughs> yeah. Dude, close your lips. So that's that's one of those things where I'm like, <laughs> or like just uh, ever since I was a kid, I was like, yeah. that, where it was like if someone's chewing a certain way and I don't like it, I'm, the whole time I'm just going to be like, like eating my food and yeah. staring right at them because I'm like, you're chewing wrong. You're not doing it right. Yeah. Um, so I've kind of had to like kind of check my skin and because yeah. it makes my skin oh, crawl. Yeah. My, mine's when when syrup touches food that it's not meant to touch. <laughs> okay, that's that's some different shit. Like, but I get that. I get that. Like that's like that. Like, like when bacon. I, <sighs> really, like syrup and bacon is bomb, I, dude. I can't like for me sweet and like salty. Like it's just not meant to be together. So like I've gone, we've gone to breakfast with friends, right? And like I'll like I'll, I will literally watch the syrup drip from their French toast and go to the egg, and I'll see them eat the egg with the syrup on it, and I'm like, I'm like your entire bloodline needs to be ended immediately. It needs to be done. You've you've you're incorrect, and something went wrong, something went wrong in the breeding with you, and you, you it's not your fault. You but you just can't be fixed. So you need to go out. You need to go behind the shed, and I'm gonna I'm gonna put you down. I'm gonna put you down. <laughs> so what should they do with the, with the egg? They need to throw it out. It needs to be removed immediately. <laughs> you need to be getting that on separate plates. That's really the only way to do it. You need oh, to have your dude. pancakes or French toast or waffles on a separate plate. Within, if you're gonna be doing that syrup shit on the other food, then you need you need to stay home and not go out and eat. <laughs> because going out to eat is you know that, that that's a, that's Sacred. a luxury. It's a luxury. Yeah. And if you're a barbarian, then stay home. <laughs> So no one's trying to see that. I, you know what would be funny is if you and I went to breakfast and someone put syrup on everything and then just ate it and went, oh jeez, oh dude, that would be a scene. Just flip the table. Their car, their, they'd walk out to a car bomb immediately. <laughs> I'm telling you, a car bomb. Oh my god, dude. I'd, end, I'd end their bloodline immediately. Oh boy. All right, <laughs> we're gonna take another break. <laughs> we gotta cool down. Express yourself. Uh, Rudy, do you like pins? I love them. Do you like uh, stickers? <clears throat> I love those even more, actually. Do you like hats? I'm wearing one. He's wearing one. So all of the things I just named, you can get at Express Yourself Co. Uh, find them on Instagram at Express Yourself Co. They've got pins. They've got stickers. They've got cool little, I would say, stocking stuffers. If you're still looking for a stocking stuffer. I usually don't expect things in my stocking, but then when I get them, I'm like stoked. And it's usually like gum or like something that's like cool, but it's not that cool. If you get this in your stocking, it's going to be pretty amazing. Um, what do you think, Rudy? Yeah, these are really cool things. Uh, I, see, I see some Star Wars stuff in here. Star Wars, big Star Wars guy. Big Star Wars fan here. Uh, Scooby-Doo looks like. Yeah, no, this looks uh, this looks some great stocking stuffers. Like Felix said, uh, listen to the man, buy this stuff. And if you use the, you can use his code that he's about to give you. But if you use my code, You'll get thirty percent off. Um, <laughs> What's your code? You'll get it at the end of the show. Listen, <laughs> wait till the end. That's not a guarantee, but yeah, listen to the end of the show. Maybe he'll he'll give a code. Yeah. Um, my code is this life uh, for ten percent off of your purchase. Their website is expressyourselfco.com. That's express y o s e l f c o dot com. Let's 
we're going to segue into uh, something a little bit more serious. We were talking about addiction um, earlier, and actually, when you hit me up, you told me, or I told you, actually, I was like, your brother Daniel, mm-hmm. um, I was like, dude, you know, I'm sorry. Obviously, he passed away. You talked about it a little bit earlier, but um, he, I knew him in middle school. Yeah. And he was another one that just didn't give a shit, and he was so funny. Dude. Yeah. He was so funny, and like... Uh, <laughs> I just a lot of the stuff he did was inappropriate. Oh yeah, <laughs> obviously we're middle schoolers. He would have been canceled immediately <laughs> on this podcast, hundred yeah, percent. But um, yeah, then I just kind of he was another one that just kind of disappeared and mm-hmm. kind of did his own thing. Um, you were saying earlier he he had he had some demons. Yeah. Um, did that start early? And did you guys like notice it or? Yeah, I mean, I did especially. Um, you know, me me and uh, Daniel were very we were you know we were like best friends growing up. Him and I did everything i mean we wore the same clothes you know yeah. up for probably way too long way Cute. too long yeah till um, we're like 20 till we were, yeah so just recently but <laughs> um even now no but um he uh yeah so i think around the time he so i think where it started was daniel got he got held back in middle school i think sixth grade he got held back and that's when i met him yeah he was in my class so he was he was held back and i think and a lot of his friends moved forward to the next grade and they saw each other but they weren't in the same classes anymore and i think that I think that angered him a lot. Um, he was held back because he wasn't doing good in school. He just he was just fucking around. He just wanted to, he wanted to be the funny guy. Yeah. Uh, which I you know I understand because I was the same way. I just I want you know we just any, anything for anything for a laugh. That's that's how I think both of us were. We, we would do anything even if it meant you know failing school. Yeah. But um, <laughs> I think it started there. And then he's you know he started he was you know he was a skateboarder. He was you know he's, he was really good at skating. Uh, and he hung out with a bunch of skaters who were really good at skating and. Um, you know, at that time, they, he, you know, he hung out with a lot of older kids, too. And I think, you know, in middle school, probably when he was around, I think in, when he was in eighth grade, I think he started smoking weed. Um, and that's kind of when I stopped seeing him a lot. Like, he was just, like, he had to get up and ready to go on the weekend because they were going to go get high. And, um, Dang. You know, and it wasn't an issue. It was, you know, it never is when it starts, right? It's never an issue. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, so he, um, I think, I definitely noticed a change in him. And I think... I think, uh, well, I, I know, I know that when he started that, he was like ashamed, like he was scared for me to find out that he was doing it. And then when I, when I did find out, I, like he was ashamed of it that I knew. Um, that's what I like found out later on from like his friends and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, there was definitely an attitude change. He just didn't care anymore. He was not interested in school at all. He wanted to go, it, you know, it became less and less about skateboarding too. He was just out. He wanted to get high. Um, and I think for a long time it was just weed. It was, it, you know, it was... But, you know, he was young, getting high. And, you know, you know, I mean, I've I've never I've only tried. I've only smoked weed once in my life. Um, How was that? I don't I was really drunk. So I don't remember. <laughs> Jeez. And you're like, eh. yeah, yeah. I, I think it's just something I've never had a desire to do. Right. I don't, like I think I did it that one time and I was drunk when I was like really drunk when I when I said I'll do it. Um, but, you know, I was like it was and this was like eight years ago. Yeah. Um, you know, but I've been drinking for 20 years. But <laughs> he's 27, mind yeah. you. No, but no, but yeah. So I th- yeah, we, so we definitely did notice. I I, I noticed a change in him and uh, his attitude and and kind of yeah, his attitude and his behavior. And then I think we noticed it, noticed it more and more as time went on. It, things were getting you know money started going missing in the house. Things were going missing. Uh, you know he was he wasn't coming home sometimes. And when he was, he was like you know it's kind of like a, like a zombie at times. You know yeah. there was a couple times he was like you know up all night. You know didn't sleep and. You know, at first I didn't know, like, you know, I was like 16, 17. I didn't know what any of that was. Um, 
you know, I just assumed he would, I assumed, oh, it's weed, you know, weed fucks you up, but, yeah. uh, so yeah, I didn't, I didn't know, and then, you know, as time went on, he got, he got worse, you know, he started, and, if, you know, come to find, you know, you kind of find out he's, because he's doing more and more, he's doing anything at this point, yeah. um, and, you know, I think a lot of it was, uh, a part of it was people he surrounded himself with, but, you know, at the end of the day, it was his decisions, and he chose to do those, those things, uh, that, you know, I, you know, and me and him kind of split off, and, we uh we didn't we, like for years and years we didn't really talk we didn't get along very well at all uh he was like a complete different person to me yeah you know i i i really didn't like him for a long for a long time and yeah so i mean he, he yeah from like the time he was 15 or 16 up until you know up until before he passed he was he was doing drugs damn um and he you know and then he started he started getting in trouble he started going you know he was going he was going to juvie already then after 18 he was going to jail then he was in prison for a few months and just getting into all kinds of trouble, sorry. And then he it went from hanging out with a bunch of stoner skaters to, to you know, drug addicts to you know, gang members, and it's just and involving himself in things that you know he probably he shouldn't have been involved in, obviously, um, because we weren't like my my we weren't raised with like for like like from like a ghetto family. Like we weren't like my family wasn't like my, I don't come from a family of gang members, and but addiction definitely runs in my family. I've, yeah. I have uncles and grandparents who you know are alcoholics and drug addicts and recovering, or and some are just they're just alcohol, you know, I have two grandparents and one of them's definitely an alcoholic. I mean, they both are, but one of them's like not, he's more, you can be around him. The other one, he's, you really can't. Right. Um, but you know, they're at the age now where it's like, they're just, they're pro they're probably not going to stop. They're not going to stop. No. They're in their seventies. And, uh, so addiction definitely runs in the family. Drinking is definitely an issue. And in, in my family, there's a lot, a lot of us definitely drink too much. You know, I've, I've definitely drank too much at times. Um, you know, basically, you know, you have a bad, you have a shitty day at work or you're, pissed off at your girlfriend or boyfriend and your wife you, my wife it's her fault <laughs> my wife but <laughs> no my but, wife yeah oh <laughs> you love that one huh babe <laughs> no but yeah so um yeah so you know as time went on he it just escalated with him and then i think late last year he was sent to a like a halfway home like straight from jail so he was he actually got clean for a few months um and he was actually able to come to my wedding clean which was was actually a really big deal to me and my wife and my, yeah. my entire family like it meant a lot because i finally started seeing him come out like emerging from like the monster that had been like in control of him for so long and he right. knew that and he was you know he finally had a clear head and he was you know very apologetic for a lot of the things he had done and a lot of the problem a lot of the pain and problems he had caused like my whole family you know he felt regret for not you know not being there for his kids and uh yeah and and um yeah. So, yeah. So he was there at the wedding and he was sober and he was, you know, he remembered it and, and he even told me and he told my mom and, you know, he was like, he's like, he's like, I really want to go to the wedding. He's like, I just, I, just, I want to remember my brother's wedding. And, you know, that meant a lot. So he was there and, and, uh, you know, it meant a lot at the, at the time he made a speech at my wedding and it's like one of the funniest things ever. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, like at the time it meant a lot. And I think as time has gone, you know, since it's been, he, he, my brother died six months ago. He died like a few days after his birthday. Um, six months already yeah it's been yeah he died in june so five months almost it's been almost six months wow. um but yeah so he he was clean he, he you know he left the halfway home and he came back home and he was doing good for a bit but then you i could start to tell and i'd already heard that he was he was starting to kind of go back down the same path and you know he just he had demons and he tried to fight them and unfortunately you know uh through those times when he was really into drugs and really in with bad people he 
he made mistakes and and uh, unfortunately he was he you know was lost because of street violence basically um and yeah and it, it was rough it was rough and it's just you know obviously no one you know it's hard for it's hard for anybody it doesn't matter who you are you know losing a sibling or anyone in your family yeah. is always going to be tough you know it was, it's it's still hard on my family there's definitely still a lot of anger with certain people in my family um and uh I, you know i think and i think for me it was just even it was just even more of a reason like more of a uh wake not a wake-up call but just like more of a like a clear message like like i'm glad i never like got into drugs or any of that stuff um you know and i think and, and i wish you know but then there's you know you, you, there's always that regret after someone passes like oh I sh- you should have done more you should have maybe if i had done this maybe if i had done that I, you know should have would have could have you know right and then you know but definitely being the older the old, i'm the oldest of of i don't know there's six there was there's six of us my brother and i had we have four younger sisters oh, and nice. so when you're the oldest you kind of feel a responsibility and a you, you know, I definitely felt like, you know, maybe I should have been on him more instead of, you know, after him. I should have, I should have, you know, tried to be an older brother instead of being an enemy or whatever. You know, right. I was always, I was always so pissed off at him um, instead of trying to help him. But again, it's like, but then you, you know, eventually now, now I've, you know, except like, like sometimes you just can't help people. Yeah. Some, some people just, you know, they're lost and um, sometimes they come back, sometimes they don't. You know, I think you look at numbers of, of, of addicts and, you know, how, how many of them actually come out clean it's very low right um and it's you know definitely an environment it's it's it's, a, it's a, you have to make a life change you can't just not do drugs and hang around the same people because you're just gonna do drugs you know and you can't just you know it, you have to make a life change and he just wasn't ready to do that yet he was he hadn't really had to mature for you know he was still like a 15 16 year old kid you know he was 26 when he died and he hasn't he didn't he hadn't really matured he was starting to but um but yeah you know i think you know, and then when I got the call and we found out what had happened, like it didn't, I, I didn't, I didn't break down and cry. I think because a part of me was always like, I think a part, of, for it. a part of me had accepted, had accepted the fact that something like this was, might've, was probably going to happen based on the choices he had made and the things he was doing. And, um, you know, I, I mean, it still broke my heart, but it, it, it just, I was, I think of, of my family, like I was probably the, that had the clearest head. Um, and I didn't really give myself any, a moment to like break down until probably a couple weeks after it happened. But I mean, like, you know, again, and some of my siblings took it really hard and they're still taking it hard and they're still struggling and there's still a lot of anger and that's been tough. It's, it's just, you know, it, obviously the week it happened, it was, was the hardest time in, in my family's life, you know, and, but the, the months that have followed have been just as difficult, if not more so, just because there's some people are just refusing to kind of leave that dark time and try to move forward. And some, and you know, and, and it's time. You know, there's grief, and grief is, you know, it's it's insane. You know, you, there's it's, there's no right or wrong. I mean, there's a wrong way to go about it, but everyone, know, it's different. For it's everyone. different for everybody, and people yeah. people can't people just can't move on and try and find peace. Um, so that's been tough. It's been tough to this, like to this day, really, it's been, it's just, it's really been tough and, um, jug- struggling with that with certain people in my family that are just, they're just, they're just not in a, an emotionally mature level, mature place to kind of, um, to get, yeah, to move forward and be, and, and live and start living their life. They want to keep living in, in the pain. Right. And maybe that's just their way of holding on to him still that, you know, when he was there and I, and I understand that, but. But I'm I'm sure they're also thinking like, well, what could have I've done? I didn't yeah, do enough. Like exactly. what you were saying, exactly, is, exactly. I, I didn't do enough. Um, that kind of reminds me of, um, I mean, my brother and I, 
we same thing we're we're kids and we were inseparable mm-hmm. like we're best buds um and then somewhere along the way we just i mean he he never really he didn't do drugs um yeah. but somewhere along the way he just kind of lost himself and he stopped caring and he started i don't know he started bodybuilding and and while it wasn't drugs or anything it kind of became this like addiction of like he was at the gym all the time and yeah. he would kind of like um he would blow us off for like the gym and it was like and we never noticed it was always like wow what an asshole yeah. you know he's he's ditching us for for fucking gym but then later on he told me he went through some stuff and he went through this stint of just like four years of of things he didn't talk about because he couldn't talk about them because he just was so lost um and i think in every family there there is that there's that person that just for a couple years just kind of keeps to themselves and yeah they're probably going through something they um he lost one of his his best friends and he told me he's like i i had no idea how to, how to like grieve or i had i he was like i was just i was angry mm-hmm. just like your family they, yeah. he was angry and and he was like dude he he left behind two kids i think one kid um they grew up they went to hidden valley middle school together they went to orange Glen together they they kind of live life together and yeah he just died yeah and um he was angry and he, he was just he was in his own head um so but he and i again i was doing everything right quote unquote i was going yeah. to college i was i was doing all that and he was trying things and then getting bored of them so he would do something else and then you and I just, in my head, I was like, dude, what a loser. Like, what? Yeah. like I was angry at him because it was like, dude, get your shit together. Our parents are amazing parents. Like, I'm sure yours are too. And our family is amazing. And, and why, like, it, it was almost a point where I asked myself, like, why don't you love us, dude? Mm-hmm. Like, why don't you hang out with, with mom? Why don't you sit with mom and just be like, yo, what's up? And he was always clashing with her. And, and it was like, I was seeing the self-destruction as well. And again, I'm not saying that I have this, you know, we're the same person. Yeah. Cause obviously your brother was doing, he was, he was doing drugs, but he, my brother separated himself from us and now he's in the Navy. Um, and not that I lost him in the same way that you did, but just not having him there for, for Thanksgiving, he might not be back for, for, um, Christmas. Now I'm like, Oh shit, man. You know, yeah. and I, I'm sure you guys are going through through that as well. Obviously, you're going through that. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's got two two little kids, right? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I appreciate you you sharing that. Um, and the reason I, I wanted to talk about this a little bit is because if anyone out there is listening, everyone's going through something. Yeah. Everyone's going through grief. Everyone's going through loss. Um, it might be in the way that you you know you are you aren't um obviously like our family has been very tight-knit or try to be tight-knit and then my brother's not here for thanksgiving mm-hmm. and knowing that he kind of has like he and i both kind of have that that dark depression monster behind us yeah i've been super open about my depression um i don't want to out him or anything but um yeah he writes to us and he's just like dude i'm on a boat yeah. this sucks yeah, I bet. and i'm like you know, I'm just like, I'm, I'm, you know, there's nothing I can do, man. This is what's been going on. You know, we, we miss you. And, um, and I think finally now he's hit that point where he's like, wow, like I should have, you know, yeah. I should have done more. I should have, I should have hung out with them more. I should have, you know, I shouldn't have been dating around and doing all this dumb shit. Yeah. Should have been hanging out with my family. Um, 
how does how does one help someone who's kind of gone? How did you guys try to reach out to Daniel and I, you know I think in the beginning my mom try you know my mom our parents are split up when we were young so we were we came from a broken home um our parents were just never together right uh, and for us that was we grew up like that it happened when we were all very little so we never like it didn't like affect us really we just had our, our normal was we live with my mom but sometimes we go see my dad yeah um and my dad was kind of mia for, for a lot of us growing up he he had an issue with drugs and stuff too growing, when we were growing up so um like i said it runs in the family so my dad was kind of gone um, but then when my brother started go- started going through this, my dad was kind of starting to get his act together a bit. Um, and my mom, she just didn't have, you know, she worked full time and raised four kids by herself. Um, yeah. So she just, you know, she just didn't really have a lot of time or patience, you know, in, in the beginning, it's she, all she saw was my brother just being a little asshole, you know, so she didn't, yeah. you know, so she was like, you know, she didn't think anything of it. But um once we started, once she, everyone started figuring out that there was like kind of an, another, a deeper issue going on when he was just continuously getting in trouble, um, you know, and starting to get arrested. And, you know, then we started finding weed in the house or his piece or whatever. And uh, she, she tried, I think she tried the best she could, but at the same time she was, she, I think my mom kind of tried to be our, she was always trying to, she, was, she tried to be our friend, I think more so than our mom. And I think we needed her, her all, he especially, but I think all of us needed her to be my mom. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she was young. She was had, she had, she had me when she was 15, 16 years old. You yeah, know? that's tough. So she was a kid. And then she had, literally, she had four kids in a row. She had, every year, she had a kid on the baby. Damn. So by the time she was 21, she had, like, four kids. Damn. And then, um, yeah, so, uh, you know, and then I, my, my mom and my dad went through a lot. You know, uh, something another kind of interesting part is one of my sisters was get, actually given up for adoption when she was born. So actually, I didn't even find out about her until I was like 16 or 17 years old. Jeez. Yeah. So that was like another thing like that kind of happened in our family. And I think that angered my brother a lot, too. And I think that kind of that hurt him because my brother had he had a really big heart and he really he really, really cared and loved people like he like he, I think part of why he liked making people laugh because he I think he could sometimes he could tell when somebody was kind of bummed or going through and he just wanted he always just wanted to be the good time and the positive like hey like if i can help this guy laugh for today like you know yeah you know maybe i'll help him out like he oh he was always trying to be a the life of the party my brother and uh i think finding out that now there's another sister we had that we haven't known or almost are you know until we were 15 16 17 years old i think that really hurt him too and and at that point he was already angry about something you know, and I'll never really know what, you know, my mom, like I said, I think we think maybe when he got held back and seeing all of his friends kind of go on and he was kind of stuck, I think that really angered him. Um, it's a school system. Man. Yeah. You know, and it sucks. And, and, you know, not that I'm blaming the school, you know, he wasn't doing the work. He was yeah. not performing in class. So it's not like they were just like, hey, we're just going to pick you to hold you back. But it's like, right. no, you know, I think, I think, you know, he got held back because of how he got held back because he wasn't doing the work. And I think that pissed him off. And, you know, on top of that, you know, the, then you, a couple of years later, you find out, oh, here's a sister you've never known, and I think that pissed him off. And he never really spent, he never really took the time to get to know her when he was when he was alive and younger. When she would come, when we started meeting her, and I think he regretted that. And I think I think he was um, ashamed of a lot of things he was doing, but he just kept doing them. He couldn't stop. I think I, I think he he probably felt that he was so far gone, maybe. Um, yeah. So why you know just keep, uh, just keep going, and my brother was always very. Uh, 
he was just he was always down he was just always down he, did, he was just willing to do what whatever was whatever there was on the table to do he was willing to do it you know he was such a, he was such a daredevil as a kid and i think that kind of behavior led him to like oh, i'm just gonna i'm gonna try i'll just try whatever i'll just do it i'll do whatever because i don't, don't want to be the guy that didn't do it right that i don't want to be i don't want to be a bitch i don't want to be the you know i'm gonna ruin the party yeah i'm yeah. alive for the party yeah so and i think unfortunately you know that addict that addictive gene was just in him and it just it you know once he started doing the harder stuff it just he just took control it took control of him and and you know what like when he when he was sober for a few months he you know he explained he's like he's like i just like getting high he's like i love it he's like i love getting high he's like i you know i want to get high every day and you know i think that's something that people some people don't understand like with addiction like you just because you get clean you're not cured like it's it lives with you every single day yeah which is why it's so like you need you have to make, you have to be ready to make a life change like you if, if you think you're just going to keep doing the same things you were doing but not doing drugs like it's just not going to work you have to remove yourself from the situations of people that that, that that's going to bring you to that bring you back into that life and right. he just he wasn't ready to do that yet he stopped doing the drugs but he wasn't ready to stop talking to the people that were supplying it or around it or doing it with them and because i think that's that little attachment that they have of just like yeah. oh i'm not doing it but you know yeah this is the homie it's still the yeah. homie yeah you know? and 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 I and I, I can only imagine that's hard, you know. Especially, you know, and maybe some of them, you know, I imagine some of them really were his friends, but you know, they're also going through something with they're also going through a drug issue, and you just you can't you can't hang around with drug addicts. It, eventually, you're going to do drugs, like you know, if you're if you have an issue. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I I just you know I I don't know I I don't really know what else could have been done. I think I think my parents. They tried. I think they were trying to make. I think my dad, especially, was trying to make up for lost time and understanding that he, he didn't really raise us. He wasn't around when we were growing up, and I think he was just trying to give Daniel whatever he wanted, or and just kind of give in to him because he felt bad for not being there. And I'm and I think my brother probably had a lot of anger towards him too that he didn't never talked about. Yeah. You know, him and my him and my dad they would they would they would talk a lot, but they also argued a lot. And you know, my dad's biggest you know, my brother's biggest excuse like, well, like when my dad would when he would ask my dad for money to buy weed or do this and he'd be like, Well, what the hell? Like you you were doing all this for not when you were my age, like what the fuck? Like Yeah. And it's and I'm sure my dad was just like, like I can't why like why am I gonna how can I tell him stop doing this shit when I was doing all this shit up until recently? Yeah. And I think that, you know, I think my brother thought like, Oh, you know, eventually I'll get I'll just I'll be doing all and I'll get out of it, like how you did. Now you're working, you have a job, you have a car. Yeah. And yeah, so I, you know, but I don't know. I mean, I mean, maybe my parents should have been harder on him. I mean, I think it, it starts when you're when you're young. You have to. There has to be structure, and, and we can We were kind of able to just kind of run wild as kids. My mom was at work till six or seven o'clock at night, and during the summer, really was at once. Once I was like in middle school, we were kind of left alone all day, like at home. Like she was like, "Well, you're old enough to kind of just take care of yourself." Yeah, pour him pour him cereal, and you know, and <laughs> Daniel would get up and get a skateboard, and he'd take off, you know, and. There was like no, you know, we some we had we like we had I had uncles that would watch us, but the, my uncle that was watching us was a was a drug addict too, going through it. Yeah. And Daniel was kind of aware of what he was doing because of the people he hung out with. He kind of he was a little more knowledgeable on what was happening than I was. I just thought my uncle would go in the room and lock the door, and we wouldn't see him for two hours because he was taking a nap. Yeah. Little that I know, he was in there, you know, smoking crack and you know, <laughs> and, you know, just usual stuff. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> but you don't do that. Yeah. I mean, we all do that, right? Everybody have, everybody has a tour crack bake. <laughs> <laughs> you know, during the summer, but no, but, it, and, um, yeah, my brother was just always very curious. And I think, you know, I, I think at the end of the day, they need, they, people need authority when you're young growing up, especially you need structure and, um, you know, but I think people are going to, if people, people are going to fall into what they fall into, no matter what, you know, I think if you're too strict, that makes them want to branch too, out more. Yeah. 
And if, but if you're too lenient, you just let them do whatever they want. Then it's like, you know, and sometimes they say like, you don't just, you know, let them do what you want. And eventually they'll be like, they, maybe they won't want to do it. But I think some people are just, some people just have it in them that if, if they're going to, they start doing drugs and they're going to become a drug addict. It's just, yep. you know, and, and, you know, I, I, for me, like, I, you know, I, I think like, you know, maybe I should have tried to talk to him more and like, instead of yelling at him and fighting with him all the time, maybe I should have like been like, dude, like what the hell's going on with you? Like what, like, what the fuck? Like, what do we need? Like, you know, and I didn't do that. I was always just pissed off at him because he was breaking windows because my mom kicked him out of the house or he was throwing things at people or he, you know, fighting with me or fighting with my mom, fighting with my dad, you know, abandoning his kids. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and for a long time I was just, I just like, I just thought, you know, you're a bad person. You're just a bad person, you know? And, you know, I found out later on that, you know, he regretted all of it. And he felt bad for it. And I know he wasn't a bad person. It was, you know, the drugs, they take you over. Like right. you become a completely different human being. And I think, yeah, it's just, it's hard. It's hard to say, you know, what, what to do. Cause I think everyone's different. Yeah. I think for him, I think he just, I think he needed, I think he just needed to be monitored. He needed, he, you know, he needed to, he needed to be busy and he wasn't. And I think a lot of times he would do good for a little bit and then he would, you know, he would lose a job and then he wouldn't work for a couple of days and then he'd go hang out and then everybody would just kind of not say anything. And I think he needed that accountability. I think he needed people to be on his ass. Like, dude, like, hey, no, you're not going, like, you need to stay home. Like, watch your kid. Whereas, like, he'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go somewhere. Can you guys watch a kid? And everyone's just like, oh, yeah, we'll watch the baby. But we should have been like, you know what? No, you need to stay home and watch your kid. Or, hey, you need to get, a, you lost your job. You need to go interview tomorrow. Like, he needed, people needed to be on him yeah. for a lot longer. And I think a lot of us, myself included, we just kind of, you know, oh, well, what are we going to do? And, you know, I think not, and again, I think a lot of it, it was his decisions, what led to what happened. But, um, you know, I think maybe had we been on him more, maybe it wouldn't have happened. Maybe that wouldn't have happened. Maybe he could have gotten him, his, himself together and figured it out eventually. But yeah, I don't know. I just think, I think for people that are going through addiction, they have to, they, you have to hold them accountable and you can't, you know, I have, I have friends that, you know, casually do drugs and, and I look at them like, dude, like, don't like, don't like, you think it's a joke and it's not like, it's all like, Oh yeah, I'm going to do a couple lines of Coke or I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, do this or that and it's like don't, I'm, I'm fine and you and, and they probably will never become drug addicts but i have friends that um you know that they have a bad day and they get drunk and then someone hits them up and next thing you know they're going on a two on a weekend binge and and they're like, i don't have a problem but it's like but why'd you do it though because you had a bad day yeah and it's like and i you know and i don't want i don't like preaching to like people like oh like if you do drugs your your life is like people people are people are gonna try things and doesn't mean you're gonna have an issue but I've seen now that I've seen and witnessed what happens when you do have an issue, when you're angry and sad and you start doing drugs, it just leads you down this path. And sometimes it ends bad where you're, you're in an early grave. Yeah. So I think people just need to understand like drug, like drugs are an issue and, and you know, don't, you, you, if you're going to do things like that, don't do it based off an emotion, do it. If you're genuinely curious, I guess, try it. But I mean, I mean, I don't know. I would wake up and be like, yeah, I wonder what, I wonder what meth is like, you know, like, <laughs> right like i mean i hope not <laughs> if you do then i mean good luck but but yeah i mean i think i think uh yeah i think you have to I, it's it's hard it's hard to notice signs you know but i mean i think i think uh you just gotta try to be hold people accountable for their actions like even like like with your friends like like if you if you see them going down like a like a path that maybe you don't that you see that you, you're, you're seeing like, Hey man, like you're kind of drinking too much or you're kind of these weekend binges are kind of happening a little more often. Like 
what's going on? Like some, like, and I think with guys, it's a big problem because yeah. nobody wants to talk about their feelings. Every, nobody, you can't cry in front of anybody. Be a man. Uh, be a man. Yeah. Be yeah. a man. Well, Circling you know, it back. So, yeah, I like it. Be a man. And so, and it's, it's, it, you know, and, and, but you have, I think you, we have to talk. I think that, and I think that's a, that's a big issue with, especially guys our age. I mean, guys think, I think of guys of any age, you know, I think, but especially our age when we're just like, you know, we're trying to be tough and, you know, don't talk, don't talk to my girl like that. Or yeah. don't look at my girl. Or, what, did you, did you bump my shoulder? Ugh. Like, and it's like, bro, 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 huh? bro yeah. you know, what's good, bro. <laughs> you know, it, but it's, you know, but like me, I've never, I've never had a problem kind of, I mean, I, I not never had a problem, but I'm, I'm a little more open to saying how I feel and, uh, I've cried in front of my friends. I've I cry in movies all the time, the Notebook. But no, but, I, but I like I have no problem crying in front of my wife. I have no problem crying in front of my friends. Like I I mean I don't you know I'm not just crying every single day. Like yeah. oh my god, hey guys, oh my god. But, but you know, how's it going? But, good. How are you? But, but I but like you know and and, and I think uh, I just think with guys especially like you have to, we have to you know I think it's society as well and and what we see and what we hear and how especially like especially for hispanic like mexicans like you know never seen my dad cry you know like yeah. you know you don't you're you know and your dad crying don't be a baby don't be yeah. a girl don't be a girl uh-huh. you know you have to be a man but i think some i think that that's that's a problem like um you know you're we're not allowed to feel apparently so and when you can't feel what do you do you want to get get it you want to take away all the bad feelings so and what do you know does that drinking and drugs and um I think, yeah. So I think, you know, for me, what I try to do now, and I think I've always tried to do is, but like when I it just, if I notice my friends going down a path, call them on it, you know, call them on their bullshit, you know, don't just let it, don't just let it go. You know, if you see something bad, like whether it's your siblings or your friends, like you should call them out on it and hold them accountable. And right. it doesn't mean it'll fix it, but just let them know like, Hey, I, I know, I know what you're doing. Like, and it doesn't look good. And you're making, I think, I think you're making a mistake. And if you need to talk, talk to me, like, let them know you're there. And sometimes that's really all it needs. Like sometimes you just need to be told like, Hey man, like whatever you need, like I got you. Yeah. And cause some, cause some people don't know sometimes. Right. I don't think people know. And, and something I always preach about is like your circle of friends, mm-hmm. circle of friends is important. And also not only having not like you don't have surface level conversations with your friends. Um, I talk about a, a group that I have a group of friends that I have where if we're all having a shitty day, like we'll, hang out and have a bonfire or something. Yeah. yeah. Maybe we'll drink a little bit and like, but we're not trying to hide those feelings and suppress yeah. everything. Like, yeah, dude, talk like just, and if we need advice, like we'll say, what do you think I should do? This is what's going on. And they'll give their two cents or they'll just sit there and listen. Yeah. Um, you talked about how you guys had that big group of friends and then it got even smaller. That happens all the time too, because yeah. you end up losing those friends or maybe those other friends were like, you know what? This group of friends isn't really my jam. I'm going to go over here. Yeah. And that's totally fine. Um, I think when it comes to addiction, it's, it's rough because I mean, I, we have addiction in our family and I've found myself, I always had that addictive personality and I knew it because it happened with video games. It happened Mm -hmm. with, I mean, obviously movies. Um, and then I found like whenever I would have a bad day, I would, I'd be like, I'm going to have a beer, like a couple beers. And I was telling you that I did the the sober October thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and it actually helped because I saw like, I, not that I would had a drinking, (laughs) I'm going to be like, not that I had a problem. Um, I didn't have a problem, but like it was, I was doing it too often where I I was like, you know what? I've drank three times this week. Yeah. I should probably stop. And my face was like puffy and like, yeah, then I stopped and like, I felt good. Like I, my face wasn't puffy anymore. 
um, which is something so small and stuff. But when you think about that in the long run, like what if I just kept going? Yeah. Like why would, what would I look like and feel like right now? Um, and someone could even tell me like, Hey man, you're, you're drinking quite a bit. Exactly. And if I get pissed then it's like, Oh, why am I getting pissed? Yeah. Or why? Like, I think it's important to have, obviously have those conversations with people, but also have the conversation with yourself. Exactly. Like, am I drinking too much? Am I doing something rather too much? Mm-hmm. Like I, I've never gambled. I've never gone to a, I've gone to like a buffet for a casino. Yeah. Um, or at a casino, but I've never gambled because I know I'm going to get addicted to that. Yeah. Like I remember this, this one time I, I went through a phase of like, you know, little claw machines. Oh yeah. yeah. Dude, I was spending like, and, and I was a kid, but I was spending like 20 bucks on one of them. Like I was like, come on, man, I have it. And like, and then I remember even as like a middle schooler, I was like, oh my God, I have, I have a problem. <laughs> like I got to stop because yeah. these claw machines are going to, you know, yeah. going to take my, my allowance. <laughs> um, but man, I appreciate you, uh, talking about that because i know i know that's hard for for i'm sure it's hard for others to listen it was kind of hard for me to listen just because that's one of those things that you're just sitting there going yeah what do we do right what do, what do we and what resources are i wish i could sit here and say hey these are the resources yeah we don't really know and we don't really have no there's no answer there's no there's no there's nothing there's no button you press and and someone comes and solves that issue you know exactly. whether, whether addiction or, or how to grieve or you know or how to move on and there isn't it's, it's just it's different for everybody but well what's what's next for you guys what um as a couple as yourself what what do you think is is next 2020 uh, has been a weird year oh, and yeah. i think everyone's everyone's talked about that i've tr- i've actually looked at the good things yeah i know a lot of people have died and that's you know i'm not trying to be here like no yeah, yeah. corona yeah um but is there something that you looked at this year that you were like this is good and it's going to be good for my future What's next, man? Um, you know, I mean, it's been, you know, obviously on top of, on top of the pandemic, I've, you know, I lost my brother. So that was like, it's been like a downer of a year, the first half, especially. Um, but as time has gone on, I think, um, I don't know. I think, I think what, I think what happens a lot when you lose somebody, right. You start to, you realize, you know, don't take anything for granted. You know, life is too short. You, you know, so you, you hear it all the time, but you don't, it's just a thing. But then when you lose somebody, you realize like, Hey, you know, that that's actually true. Like you just never know. Right. You never know. And um, you know, me and my wife are about to be in our first year of marriage and, um, you know, we're, we have, we live together where we're out, you know, we, uh, and we're trying to get our life started, you know, once the world is kind of a little more open, we, yeah. we want to like experience life with each other and travel and do things and, uh, um, you know, and then, you know, talk of a family, starting a family, obviously. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. We don't really we we don't really know yet. I mean, next year, hopefully next year is a better year for everybody. My wife has faded. Damn, dude. She, she just fell down. She just fell. <laughs> Babe, are you are you okay? You all right? Wow, she just fell. <laughs> She's her ankle is twisted. Holy shit. You were my ride. What the hell? <laughs> so good. Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure what 2021 has in store for for us or anybody. I think uh, just hopefully it's an improvement than 2020. I mean, I don't think 2020, I mean, it was a bad year. And I know the joke is, oh, 20, like, you know, it's been, it's still March. March has lasted eight months or whatever, you know? And, and, I mean, um, it's pretty true. (laughs) I mean, it's been, it's been a long fucking year. But yeah, I'm not sure, man. I think just, I don't know. uh, I'm going to start a podcast. Local hub, baby. Local hub. Come to local hub, start your podcast. Yeah, exactly. Get the, uh, I, this is this is the Issa suite here. 
Um, Stone walls, <laughs> curtains. <laughs> you mean ISIS? ISIS. I mean, I say ISIS, bro. All right. If you're from the country, that's how you pronounce it. <laughs> All you Americans here just calling it ISIS. Calling it ISIS. Do you ever see that tweet of that that old white lady that's like, I'm going to turn ISIS into was, was? Because like, <laughs> like, is, is. Oh, was, yeah. yeah. That's clever. That's clever, lady. That's clever. Yeah. Jeez. It was some like old rebecca looking lady Perfect. but um <laughs> love a good rebecca <laughs> anyway uh i appreciate you being here man and, yeah, man. and talking and honestly i think you should start a podcast because just like a cinema podcast or something because i you have you have good presence first of all and you were just like yeah man i'll do it yeah and you came on and you're like boom i mean obviously i hope people enjoyed it but well if not then let me know and i will end your, your bloodline <laughs> i'll end it car, car bombs left uh, and right well, car bomb there will be car bombs there will be <laughs> You name it, and I'll do it. I'll right, bring man. I'll bring it to this room, and it looks like an assassination room here. I'll bring the lights. Yeah, bring the lights, Kate Felix, and we will we will behead some people. <laughs> Where can people find you? <laughs> Probably in prison after this. So, get my info. No, um, my uh, I'm on Instagram, Mudbutt93. Mudbutt93. I've never changed it. Everybody, uh, people, absolutely not. Everybody's changed their Instagram name since high school at least four times, and I'm gonna—I'm loyal, bro. Commitment's not a problem with me. I've—I've I've done it once. I've only changed it That's once. Fine, bro. Everybody does it once. Yeah, because I was like, oh, I'm not. but like Snapchat, you can't change it. You can't? No. Oh shit. I, we're different people. Well, I won't give my Snapchat handle on here then, because it's—I'll be canceled. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm on Instagram, mudbutt ninety three. Uh, I'm on Twitter at uh, I think Rude Dog ninety three or R Lord is my Twitter nice. name. <laughs> R Lord. R Lord. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, you could just. Find me at home drinking, drinking my problems away. Um, you guys had something for Daniel. Um, I actually, I want to, I hope this doesn't sound cheesy, but I want to, I want to dedicate this podcast to this episode to Daniel. Yeah. Um, he, I mean, when I knew him, obviously it was in middle school, but he, he was such a cool dude. He was so freaking funny. Yeah. dude. Um, he was in our classes, uh, when he got held back and, okay. um, yeah, I want to dedicate this to him, but, um, if, if people are trying to help or anything, do you guys still have that link up for the, yeah, the Venmo? I had people sending money to my Venmo directly. Um, I don't know what my Venmo thing is. I don't know. Okay. Mm, uh, I'll put it in the show. Notes. I'll send it to you. The link, if people want to donate, it was just, it was to help my family and his kids, uh, just with, you know, mud expenses going forward. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if anybody wants to, if not, then just, you know, it's fine. It's perfectly okay. But yeah, thank you for dedicating to my brother. Um, of course. and yeah, you know, people go see him. He's got a nice headstone over at, uh, is it Oak Hill Cemetery? Oak Hill Cemetery. Oak Hill Cemetery. Um, he's got a beautiful headstone that just got put up a few days ago. Um, but yeah, I'm happy to come here and talk about him, keep him alive uh, in our memories as long as we can. And, uh, you know, love you, Daniel. Well, good luck to you guys and your family. Thank you so much, um, man. Good luck with, with the little ones. Uh, you're a man, dude. I think you're a man. I'm, I'm the man. I'm the, <laughs> that's the thing about him. He's the man. All right. Uh, as always, thank you so much for listening to This Life, a podcast by America Media. You can follow me. Uh, at Mario Comedia on uh, what's it called Instagram. Um, right. Subscribe to the podcast. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube. Um, leave a review and a five star rating. Boom, nailed it. Five stars, or your bloodline will be ended. Or yes, <laughs> that's what's going to be on the on the show notes now. Is like, yep. your life will end, or your bloodline will end. Um, thank you again for being on, Priscilla. Thanks for being here in the background, uh, and I will see you on the next episode. Yeah.